0: Okay, well, the benefits of remote working have, well, they've been long talked about, but many more businesses have been forced to embrace it as a, as a new way of working in recent months, and companies are beginning to realize the positive impact remote working can have on things like flexibility, productivity, and employee well-being, as well as actually their bottom line. And it's likely that going forward, it's going to become more commonplace. And even in a post-COVID world, this will be true. But technology and familiarity make the challenges of communication and task management become easier. And that means I think that the focus is likely to need to center around maintaining connection and a sense of culture within your business. But how do you build trust and bring your culture to life when employees are working remotely? Is it even possible? And I'm not just talking about big, massive, well-resourced, well-known businesses. I'm talking about everyday people trying to extraordinary things with their own businesses. Now, to discuss this with me today is Mark Saxby. Mark's a former BBC journalist and now a director of State of Social, the Derby-based social media business, who's made it his mission to run a values-led business and extol the virtues of being such a business to others. I'll be honest... He's been a big inspiration to me in seeing someone who's really actually gone far further with his company values than just sticking them on a mouse mat. He's really making them live in his business. But he's also the man who recently said to me, Andy, you can't run a values-led business remotely, which I found to be completely shocking as a statement coming from him. And it's the reason why he's here today. So Mark, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good. Thanks, Andy. A long intro, but I think telling that story of the way the world's changing and is likely to look going forwards in the context of the business that you've built, I think is an interesting thing for us to talk through today with our listeners.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of, lots has been said about working remotely, um, but I think there's a lot that's been unsaid as well. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to talk about it today. Oh, we'll dig into that. That sounds exciting. Look, look I know you very well, but my listeners
0: perhaps not so well. So, can you just explain a bit of your background and, and what you're up to today?
1: Yeah, so I'm a journalist by profession. I was 20 years in journalism, worked in newspapers, magazines, and uh, uh, all sorts of things to do with journalism. Loved radio. Radio was my big thing. Worked in TV as well. But radio was my, my big love. And then I set up State of Social in, with a, a business partner in January 2011. Uh, and um, I... We, we set up the business uh, as a just really, it was one of the first specialist social media agencies in the UK. Nobody else was really doing it. It was based on, yeah, I did a, I did a Google search. <laughs> and I talked to a couple of people uh, and that was it. There was no research, nothing, nothing else. Fortunately, my business partner was a great reader at the time and he'd been reading so much about social media. So he had a real insight into inbound marketing. And I was trained by the BBC how to use social media to find new stories, particularly Twitter. So things started coming together Uh, and uh, since then we've trained more than three thousand business people we have uh, generated more than three million pounds worth of sales uh, through social media for our clients and and our clients have done it as well it's been awesome in terms of the the results and it's very much focused about what we do is about social media with results and uh, and trying to help businesses achieve their objectives through social media not just get likes and follows but actually really achieve their business objectives
0: amazing and um it's a turbulent time right now. It's a difficult time for all businesses, and how how are you faring?
1: So it's been uh, it's been an interesting time. Definitely, uh, we had uh, a big drop off uh, at the start of the very first lockdown, when a few of our businesses who were in sectors where they were going to be really hit by by COVID um, just pulled their contracts with us, our social media management contracts. We had uh, then a real upsurge in the summertime. Uh, Then it's got quieter in September and we're beginning to see signs of recovery uh, now, which I'm hoping will roll on into 2021.
0: I think we're all hoping for that, my friend. I think the Um, interesting thing about your business and why I really wanted to talk to you today is that you are very upfront. In fact, it's in in some of your marketing materials about the way you operate your company. You are uh, a massive advocate of Really bringing values to life in your business, but come back to that introduction when we had a chat the other week, just to sort of check in with each other. You made the statement that sort of said, "Andy, you can't run a values-based business remotely." And I went away from that call going, "Oh, blimey! If if Mark's thinking like that, what's the point of going on? This is gonna be a, <laughs> this is gonna be
1: a tough one." So don't give in, Andy.
0: <laughs> nope. certainly don't don't want to give in, my friend. But when we talk about a values-led business what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah. So I think this is where maybe my opinion differs from a lot of other businesses. So people talk about values and they get it mixed up with culture. Mm -hmm. And and I would say that values and culture are a bit different. Values to me is the way that you want to run your business. Uh, Kind of those parameters, those things that you think are really, really important, those things that um, that you won't compromise on those things that that are ingrained into you and, and probably often into the owners or the directors their their personalities. What? Why they're running the business? What's what's kind of almost not what's in it for them, but what's what's their reason? Why? Why are they running the business? So for me, values has, has got to be something you you live by. It's not something that you, as you say, you stick on a mouse mat. It's not something that you make up because you think it's going to get more cu- more customers or clients. It's about the way you the way you you the way you live and and for me my my values as a as a christian are what's come through in the business i want to i want to treat other people the way i'd like to be treated so i want to when i when, I, when i'm when i working with my team or when i'm working with clients i want to treat them the way i would like to be treated so things like honesty being ethical giving you know just where, where we give each other respect where we have Uh, good feedback and open communication and and plain speaking all the things that you know I, i hate it when i talk to business and they try and blind me with gobbledygook so for us like plain speaking was one of those things that was really important to us um being i hate it when people try to oversell to me so again being honest, really important. But it's not just in terms of the way that, that we run the you know, the run the business in terms of what's client facing. It's about the way that we, we recruit, it's about the way we, we retain, the way we appraise, it's about the way we every every team meeting, we, we have a value of the week, which one of the staff explains what it means to them we everything we do is is based around the values and even when we work with clients we'll we'll ask them to sign with if they're doing social media management with us we'll ask them to sign a document which says they agree to work within our values they're that important and we have fired clients because they failed to live up to the values and now
0: see that to uh, me that's the ultimate expression of living by your values there's one thing to say yeah we won't work with certain types of people we won't look out for those Uh, certain types of clients but actually firing a client for not lining up to the values you've agreed that's that's at the other end of the scale my friend
1: absolutely yeah and I can remember the 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 first time it really impacted us it was our biggest ever client Uh, and but three weeks into the the contract um, despite us talking about the values and them signing it they were being really abusive they were upsetting up my team. There was a level of stress in our office that I'd never experienced before. It was so unpleasant. And uh, me and my wife, Kerry, who runs the business with us, we we sat down and we said, what what should we do about this? This is so not right. And uh, we made, made the decision that actually we didn't want to work with them anymore because we just thought, okay, it's great when you have these big clients but not if they're going to make everyone miserable. That's not what we entered business for. We didn't enter business to to make money. We enter business for the fun and the challenge and obviously money's a part of it, but actually there's so much more to life than than money. And and when you see your staff all kind of dreading coming into work or dreading when the phone when the phone rings, you know it's not it's not right to carry on working with a client like that. And the the sense of relief when you fire a client who's behaving in that way is just awesome um, and also as well I remember one of our um, uh, uh, we had a, a PA and uh, we had a, a person who, who wanted to book a workshop and they'd just been so rude to to uh, our, our, my PA and uh, and, and he, he happened to get hold of me on his second phone call and I just said to him I don't want to work with you sorry and uh, I'm, you can't I, I don't want to work with you your behavior is not acceptable and I remember my PA said I've never worked for a business where they protect the staff Above the clients is always the clients first, no matter how much you suffer. But you're different, and that for me was worth, you know, so much. I mean, there's been so many other examples of how our values have changed lives and have affected people and given people confidence and tackled anxiety and all sorts of amazing, all sorts of other amazing things. But you know, when you when you hear somebody say how their lives been changed positively and that they've got, you know, a, a, a manager who's on their side, then that's that's a great thing to hear
0: no well hopefully we might get to dive into some of those um specifics as, as we chat through i think it's really interesting what you say because your definition of values if i can even attempt to sort of summarize would be behaviors with purpose there is a drive behind the actions that you want to see and i think it's really interesting because some of the issues businesses encounter with in my experience with with values is that there's little behind the words it's like a veneer and actually living and dying by them is is really really important but you've talked about three things that i think are quite important about values firstly as an aid to decision making your values guide that firing of a client whatever it might be so that's a really important thing the the fact that it makes you stand out from the crowd i think this is underplayed by loads of people when it comes to values they they really do think too inwardly uh, about them but the way you behave as a business can easily separate you from the crowd it can absolutely differentiate you from from the competition and i think that's one element when people are thinking about their values that's, that's often forgotten and then i think the actions that you've you've taken be it the firing or be it the, the reinforcement, that reinforcement of the values are important goes down to, in this case, the most important people, your employees, right? That they see that these aren't just words. They're not just today's marketing gimmick. They are the way we're going to work. They are our lifeblood of a business, right? So, is I mean, to me, you've hit a lot of my notes. Have I got anything wrong there? Have I Have I sort of misinterpreted anything you said?
1: No, absolutely. I think you've got it spot on. And I think probably the other benefit, huge benefit, of running a values-led business is that actually you enjoy it so much more, and you feel more fulfilled. And I would say that when we brought in the values, we thought of probably thought of the values around five years ago, and it took a good few years for them to be really embedded in the in, in you know what we were doing, and in the culture, and in 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 what how we lived, and you know challenging ourselves to be the, the you know the owners we wanted to be just that sense of reward of seeing people change and of changing your own motives and your mm. own reasons for doing the business. Um, it doesn't mean it's always easy because it certainly isn't, especially at the moment. But having those values makes everything so much more worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. Just just changes everything. So game, it absolutely, I, mean, I know it's a cliche, but it really is a game changer to have proper values that you live by.
0: I think you see that if you actually live them. I think lots of people who haven't had that experience are because businesses haven't adopted them in the same kind of way. They've been nothing more than a wall mural (laughs) to overplay a metaphor. I continually overplay, but it's only when you really start to sort of see these things um, having a benefit and, and being bringing tangible benefits with them that I think you really begin to notice just, just how valuable the values can be. Are you able to share any specific benefits that you can see aligned to some of your specific values, Mark?
1: Yeah, so I mean, what well, a good example would be the um, we had a young man who joined us um, from another company, and uh, one of the team meetings. So he was value his turn to do value of the week, and he said, uh, "I just need to say that I've not been honest." He said, um, "He said I've I've actually been suffering from anxiety for years, and I've never spoken about it in a in a workplace before, but." Because of the environment you've painted here, and I, I can really see that you 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 value me and you want me here and you and there is a love for me here. I, I want to tell you that actually I do suffer from anxiety, but since I've been stay at social, I've never suffered, I've not suffered from it at all. So this is the first place. And you know when you when you hear that, I just wanted to, well, I think I did, I think I did applaud, I was so excited. Really? It was kind of like that real sign of actually those real breakthroughs. Uh, another thing I think that's been really good as well is that we have a uh, policy at our work. and We really encourage our team to tell us when they're thinking about leaving status social. So again, just in those, those that elements of honesty, thinking about leaving um, for two reasons. One, actually, it's obviously much easier for us because it helps us understand somebody and where they're going and what they're thinking and that helps us plan. But also it means then that that person can have a conversation about why they're thinking of leaving and then we can we can help them. Whether it's because they need to move on or whether we because there's a miscommunication or something that needs to be dealt with. And uh, we had several people who left, um, or must have been about three, four years ago now. And uh, and they and uh, they said they were happy, then they left. They announced they were leaving within like one of them within a day or so of, of actually saying, Oh, yeah, I'm really happy with my job. And then the next day handed a note saying because she'd been offered a job somewhere else. And we were just gutted and we thought, how come this, this, this policy, this, this, you know, this honesty strategy that we've got is not working? And somebody said to us, one of the guys who has left, he said, you'll never get that part because the, the, the UK culture is that it's not right to tell people, to tell your bosses when you're leaving. So you'll, it'll never work. It'll never work as a policy. Anyway, a year later, he told us he was thinking of leaving.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should, you know, uh, <laughs> trailblazers are never the naysayers, my friend.
1: Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, and, it, and And since then, every single person who has considered leaving has told us beforehand They're considering leaving and some of them have stayed and some of them have gone, but every single one of them has done. So, so it can be done, but I think that the proof of the pudding is in the, was in the fact that those two, those people who have left in the past that was seen by the guy who said, nobody will ever tell you that he saw the way we treated those people after they handed their notice in. And he could probably see that we did it with that integrity that we talk about in the values business. It's really interesting, Mark, really interesting Mm.
0: because on a previous episode, talked um a lot about psychological safety and actually it looks to me like one of the tangible benefits of your values and and how you're bringing them to life is actually the production of this psychological safety which project aristotle at google you know proved was the number one thing to create effective successful teams and it's not like you have a value saying we will have psychological safety but <laughs> The output of all the things that you're doing, obviously creating an environment where people can, yes, on one regard, take some risks, but on the other, be really open and honest without fear of judgment. And that must feel quite liberating for, for a business.
1: Mm, absolutely. Well, You're being yourself, aren't you? And you, when you see, when you're being yourself, because I do think one of the other interesting about values is that I realized that... that my values were probably more in place at work than they were at home and that the things that I, I, you know, I was treating my staff and thinking of them probably better than I was my family. And it made <laughs> me challenge, challenge me, challenge me to be a better dad, particularly a better dad. When you've got three children, it's, it's quite a challenge, but I challenged me to be a better dad and, and a better husband as well. And uh, I mean, I'm hoping Kerry will agree, but she probably hasn't noticed the little things I do now, like, you know, pick up my pants from the floor. Uh, but I, you know, I know that I, you know, that I'm a, I'm a, the, the, the values of state of social has probably had an impact on me, far-reaching outside of state of social, and I think that for all the team, that the value, you know, this just in terms of their confidence, you know, when you see people who, uh, you know, we had a, we had somebody um, who came on work experience, no confidence whatsoever. She spent uh, I can't remember was it two weeks or a month with us. Uh, she was a sixth former, just transformed, absolutely transformed, and now she's working uh, in marketing in a in a in a great derby organization you know and she puts down part of that success down to the time she spent with us where she realized she had so much to offer and you just that's just that's wonderful wonderful
0: you've also set a high benchmark as well with uh, people's expectations of how companies will operate and how staff will be treated and valued in the in the way that you approach it so it'll be interesting to sort of see how how she feels about that when she goes into other businesses and 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 mm. sees how they operate
1: Yeah, well, somebody said to us recently when they were thinking about leaving, they said, um, "He he said, I'm thinking about leaving, but the trouble is, he said, I don't think I'll find anywhere as good to work as here." I mean, which is well, you hope that the things that people take from here will then be able to be rolled out. So, in other words, you know, like that the the work experience lady, that she, when the business she'll be in, she'll be as a marketer, she will hopefully be able to influence those around her because of the values that she's seen. Although to be honest, the business that she went into, you know, she came for experience in four or five years ago, is probably different to the one that we've got now, anyway. Um, but I, that's why I, you know I love that whole thing of inviting people in from other businesses, and you know we've had pe- people from Boots, from Experian, from the, you know the universities, all coming to see how we do things, so they can see what they can take back to their to their businesses. And I love that because that for me is the most exciting thing when you see other people uh, change as well by what you're doing.
0: No, I, I completely agree. And having sat in one of those presentations, it's really interesting to sort of see the enthusiasm that there is in the room for uh, not just businesses that kind of operate the same way, because I think there is a bit of a kindred spirit thing, but on in the places where it's perhaps not so commonplace. Mm. And it's, it's not that people aren't interested. I they haven't really been exposed to it necessarily. And yeah, I think I'll the that- work you do, you do in exposing what that can look and feel like is, is a really good thing.
1: I remember somebody from a, um, from a big, from a global business, uh, said, oh, it's all very well you're having values. You know, there's only a, only a handful of you in your, in your business. You know, we've got hundreds of people. How, how can we, how can we get people on the shop floor to really buy into our values? This is not going to be possible, is it? Well, I said to them, look, the reality is if you can get that you can, one is that you can, and two, if you can get those guys buying into your values, you know, they can. You know, if you're you're one of your values is innovation, for instance, and you get them to buy into it, the amount of ideas and and savings and, but as well as just the fact that they're going to be a happier, you know, keep workforce who are going to stay for longer because they feel valued, is so much worth the journey. And I, and I know from again, from if it took us several years to get to where we were as a smaller business, what's it going to be like for a for a big business? Well, it can, yes, it's going to it could take them years and years and years, but the journey is definitely worthwhile.
0: Oh, look, one hundred percent you think about the pandemic and you think about the need for innovation and creativity to help businesses survive and move forward. And you think about one of the key benefits of engagement of which values play a huge role. It's all connected, my friend, my friend. And actually, whilst there might be eight to 10 brains around an exec table, having been one of those guys, let me tell you, all the answers are not in those brains, but if you've got (laughs) 4,000 brains around your company and they're all kind of a light and buzzing, you can achieve some incredible things. So like, I'm with you hundred percent. It's not always easy, but it is possible. And and that kind of leads me on to the sort of elephant in the room. Look, it's been tough the last few months. And I will come back again to your, your statement of you can't run a values based business remotely, Andy. So to get me over my concern, for, for you and for the whole thing
1: around values <laughs> and engagement.
0: What what's been the challenges that you've faced, my friend?
1: Mm, I think well, I would say there's there's a couple of challenges. Um I think the first one and and, and it's been probably it will be it's talked it's been talked about more and will probably be talked about even more is that just that mental health. Challenge, yeah. and I think that that loneliness and the the reality is that it's very hard to to feel the values of a team if you're not part of that team, if you're not seeing that team, if you're not seeing the values outplayed, if you're not talking to your you know your 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 line managers on a on a regular basis and talking about the values. It's just, I just think that the mental health challenges of of being at home for long periods of time. People need people. And if they're, if they're going to be at home for a long time, I just think that's going to be a struggle. But I also think as well, what comes into that is that then as a owner, it's very, very hard to then build those true relationships with people over the phone or with Zoom. It's very hard to really, you know, one of the things that, you know, one of our, our our values is open feedback. Yeah, It's very hard to be open when you're not face to face. When I'm looking at somebody and I'm asking them questions, I can see... When I look at them, what's really going on? Because you can see the way their body reacts, and and their, their and you know, and you can obviously spend longer, and it's you're more, you know, you can take them out of an out of their environment somewhere else, and you get just a real honesty, which you know, and, and I would say that over over Zoom, you just can't do it. You cannot get that level of of relationship. We all know that. You nobody, feel, nobody, nobody's going to say, oh, I don't need to ever see my mother and father again because I see them on Zoom every week. No, nobody's ever going to say that. that would be ludicrous. You know, there's, it's just, it's just, so I, I think those, the, 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 that human relationship, which is so important when it comes to values, it just needs to be, it needs to be face to face. But also as well, I would say that that whole thing of, of living out your values and, and seeing them practice, you if you if you're not there in person, it just won't happen. I think people, you know, I've heard people say, oh, you know, it's great. Our culture is still just as good. We're working from home. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I just don't. I just don't think it's really really true. I think, you know, I would say that that often businesses that say, oh, our cultures are still our cultures and our values are still working well remotely would. So I would say to them, was the values really there in the first place? Was the culture really there in the first place? Because if you've got a if you've got a you know a culture of, of of actually being there and, and team working and supporting each other and listening to each other, Are you, can you really do that remotely? I'm just not sure you can.
0: I think it's a really interesting topic because I don't I don't know whether I'm 100% in, in agreement with you. I certainly empathise. Actually, I get all my teamwork from working with clients. Otherwise, as you, Mark, and no one else can kind of see from this Zoom picture, it's me in the corner of my living room. And as somebody who spent his life... In teams, building teams, it's, it can be a very isolating experience. But I think it's interesting when you talk about whether values were there or not in previous businesses. If they, if they're saying they're, they're finding this stuff okay during the last few months, I mean, I had a chat with a close connection the other day. Uh, he's run a, a big independent London agency for for some time, and he thought he really did have his values in place before and and really had a good culture in the business and i'm not saying he he doesn't but what he's found is that his conversations with his team members on zoom have taken on another level because they're far more personal than they perhaps used to be when he would walk around the office and touch people's shoulders and sit down and have chats and talk about the business what have you because the what zoom as an example has done for him has given him a more personal one-to-one conversation. Now you might have been having this anyway with with your team and to be fair he 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 probably thought he was too. But it was interesting when I spoke to him because he sort of said I now understand a lot more about my team than I did previously. I certainly know who's engaged with the business and those who who aren't or are or are struggling. So from his perspective actually whether it's the right way to do it or, or not going forwards it's it's helped him get closer to his team but th- i think this is this point that you've made about the difference between how you perhaps operated before and how you didn't i think the connection thing is is really interesting and i don't know whether i don't know whether there's a a generation thing in this because if i if i look to my kids as i do for inspiration a lot of the time i will often walk into their room uh, have a chat with them, not realizing that two or three of their mates are also in the room are on the phone. And they're not even talking. They are just connected. And every now and then, one of them will say something. Obviously, I always make sure I'm fully clothed now when I walk into my children's rooms, because you never know who else is there. But I'm wondering whether from a generational thing, there's a, there's a different sort of contact that's The norm, or required, or is making it easier for some people to deal with the the last few months. Look, I don't know when any of those things are, are interesting to you or controversial to you, but I just think it's interesting to sort of see how other people are dealing with it.
1: I think the um, one of the things about this this whole working from home scenario is that the holes in your business have been uncovered. Mm. So you see things that aren't being done. You see, as you say, you see people who are engaged who aren't engaged. You uh, the gaps appear. You know, you, you, you. you I, I suspect a lot of business owners will feel that they need to have those one-to-one conversations with people in the office now over Zoom now because they recognise it's important to stay connected. Mm. While when they're in the office, they were so busy running around that they actually didn't talk to people in the same sort of way. One they of the took it for granted, I bet
0: you. Yeah, a hundred. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And one of the things that we have at Stay Social, we have what are called coffee catch-ups. So every, uh, every, depending on who you are, but um, for instance, with our social media management team, our head of social media management would take out one member of the social media management team every week for a coffee. And, the, I, and the, the idea of this was not to talk about work, although obviously if work came up, that's fine. It was to talk about, see how they are, what's going on in their lives, how they're feeling, that sort of thing. So therefore, then those depth of relationships, I think, were a lot stronger than what they are now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think every business will 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 experience it in a different way. But I'm hoping, at least. I mean, it's interesting anecdote you just said there, and I'm hoping that that guy, when he goes, if they if they go back to the office, he will think, actually, what was my what was the benefit of me doing those talks, and how can I live those out. Oh, he definitely.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a good point, Mark, and he, and he definitely is. I think it's made him think about some some very different things. And, and there are new tools and what have you out there. You know, people are, are trying some some different tools and productivity stuff. I think even Slack has got. Um, I think it's got uh, an app in there called Donut, which randomly selects a person within your Slack team to have a coffee break and a chat and a chat with at certain times during mm-hmm. the day, which might feel quite contrived to to some people but to others i think it's it's a lever they can pull to try and keep that team thing going and try and keep that connection thing going but from your perspective mark what do you think the way forward is
1: so i think that um that there's no right answer for every business but i do think we shouldn't throw out the office baby with the bathwater wa- bath in that just because everyone else is saying Let's you know move out of our office. Let's save a fortune on on rental fees, and let's all re- work remotely from now on. Just because everyone else is saying it doesn't mean it's right for you, you know. And for, for and for so for us, you know, with I'm I'd love to get back to the office. I, some parts of home working I love it. I love being able to take my children to school easily. I love being able to go for cycle rides in the morning. You know, I love to um, you know I love being around my wife more. You know, it's fabulous. But on the other hand, I also miss that level of of, of what the office brings, you know, brainstorming ideas, that rapport, that how's it, how are you getting on those, you know, those, to use a horrible phrase, those water cooler moments, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, those things that seem to be time wasting, but actually aren't really time wasting because they're the things that, well, let's be honest, most people will stay working for an employer for longer because they like the people who work, they work with. Yeah. If, if you don't see them, you're not really going to, you're not really going to have those those moments, are you? So I would say that, you know, the way forward is, is for us, is going to be, Being back at the office, but still allow at least considering more flexibility. I mean, I don't think if somebody came. Well, when we we recruit recently, and we had some people from well, somebody from the Isle of Man, for instance, uh, wanted to apply and said, "Oh, can I can I just work remotely?" And I said, "No, we're not having people who just work remotely." Sometimes it is good to work remotely. Sometimes you know, I know, I go to a coffee shop on a Friday, and I know I get loads done because there's less distractions around, but. I don't think I want that on a you know that happening all the time so people don't see each other and I certainly don't want to be suddenly disappearing, being that absent boss who who knows what he's doing because he's probably on the golf course. He's like, I can't even play golf.
0: <laughs> Look, I think I think hybrid working is definitely going to form a part of whatever the, the future looks like. Um I mean I spoke to someone the other day who was trialing a bit like my kids, really, whether it was Zoom or another video platform, that they were just having groups of small groups of people connected for an hour or two not to sit and chat but to work in the same environment as in an office so if you're sitting in an office at your little desk and you look up and have a chat with the chap or lady opposite you and you have that casual bit of banter that's what they're trying to sort of replicate on on zoom in their office now whether it'll work or not i don't know but i think the messages for me on this is yeah not everything's easy and there are lots of tools and Methodologies and people try and stuff, and I think that is the message. I think you've you've just got to try stuff that feels right for your organisation, and if it doesn't work, move on. There's plenty of other things to do, but have a go.
1: I think a lot of um. Well, so we've we've got a, a great office um in the Cathedral Quarter in Derby, and and when we get visitors, they they see the culture. You know, like for instance, we you know when when somebody arrives, we have their favourite music on the on the stereo. You know, we but also what they also get the chance is to meet the team mm. so that, so that therefore then they're not just buying into somebody who's trying to sell them something not that we ever do try and sell somebody something but you know what i mean that kind of business yeah, development yeah. thing they actually get to see other people they get to see the environment they get to say hello to people they get to have a conversation with people and i think if you went into an office and there was just you know there was just two people there because actually everyone else working from home i don't think that's really going to really help your business
0: It's a different world, mate, isn't it? It's a, it's a, it's a different world and it it feels very different. I think you're a good person to have on here to talk this sort of stuff through because of how you, how you operate and, and how you, how you're dealing with the challenges at, at, at the moment. So, I have this part of of the podcast to try and summarize everything. It's called sticky notes, Mark. And I like to try and leave the listeners with three things to practically take away back to the office about how they can improve. And in this context, you know, I guess whether they're trying to keep their values and culture going now or whether they're going to see the new year as an opportunity to reset. If you're leaving behind three sticky notes today, what, what would your advice be? Okay.
1: So number one, don't follow the crowd. If you want to bring everyone back to the office because it's better for your business, then do it. Number two, pick your values according to what you truly believe, truly believe, not what you think will win you business. And number three, truly live by your values. Don't pay lip service or else you'll damage your reputation forever. Not just with your your, Well, with everybody, clients, staff, everybody.
0: Hallelujah to that, my friend. They are three, three tremendous pieces of advice. And I think, anyone setting up values or reshaping them as a result of everything that's going on would do well to kind of listen to those those three bits of advice thank you for that and thank you very much for your time today these half an hours go by incredibly quickly but i really appreciate your time today mark and thanks um, Thanks for uh, having me well absolute pleasure my friend and i i look forward to seeing you in person very soon
1: (laughs) absolutely all right my friend you take care
0: (laughs) thanks Andy. Okay, so if you'd like to find out a bit more about Mark or status Social or any of the topics that we've talked about today, please take a good look in the show notes. So that concludes today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it, found it interesting and heard something maybe that will help you become a stickier, more successful business from the inside going forward. If you have please like comment and subscribe it really helps i'm andy gorham and you've been listening to the sticky from the inside podcast until next time thanks for listening